Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved. Cast out demons and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of men's souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. show today. Brother Gary, would you like to open us up in prayer? Yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to do that. Um, let's see. Heavenly Father, Almighty God, we call upon you. Yes, we call upon you to clear the airways and prepare the hearts of our listeners to hear the promises of God. Yes, Lord, and to be set free from the lies and the plans of the enemy that has clouded our minds and our thinking even today. And we bind all demons of hell calling upon each other and the angels of heaven that there are to uh, bring faith, bring faith in the victory. Strengthen our spirits, Lord, with guidance and direction of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and the only begotten Son of God, amen and amen. Amen, and welcome back, my friend. The microphone is yours. Okay. Well, thank you very much. And uh, good day and good evening, fellow listeners. It's good to be back. And, uh, hey, all of you all over the world, how in the world are you? I'm, 
I'm sorry we had no guests today, but uh, the Lord has given me an important message for you about what is going on in the world today. Oh, I sure could use that. And is yet to come in victory for you and me. Wow. And <laughs> sooner than you thought. Well, you know what I'm going through? Yeah. Enemy's been talking to you, hasn't he? Yeah. All the negative stuff that you have heard. Yeah, I know that. But I'll tell you, Satan is trying to lay on you great fear, great doubt, great anxiety, great unbelief. And uh, you can't buy into what he's saying. You see, his time is short before Christ's return. And so he's concerned that he's got to get you thinking in a negative way. So if that's happening, shake it loose. It's not from the, it's not from the Lord, but from the enemy. He's trying to take you down while he still has time. And you know, it's all lies from the father of lies. The great deceiver. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they call him. If what you're hearing is all negative, take authority over every thought captive and do not receive it. You have the right to receive only the things of God. But Satan is trying to get in there and take control of your mind. Well, take authority over it. You know, even if he plants a few thoughts, you may think that uh, you're free. But you know what? You may even help him unintentionally now by speaking those thoughts to others. Yeah. How about you speaking negative thoughts to others? And then what do you do? You help the enemy unintentionally. So don't speak it. For what God has for us is beyond your understanding. Don't forget what's coming. The world's greatest revival, and guess whose presence you will feel. That's right. I'm not saying anymore, but to have the faith to believe. Now, be ready, for you have a part to play. Yes, you, and all shall know and believe. It's It will come suddenly. Yeah. And it will catch you off guard because you didn't think it was coming. You didn't see it. 
Even Jesus Christ doesn't know when he's coming back again. Only the Father knows. And uh, uh, will that change things? You better believe it. It'll come suddenly and spread like wildfire throughout your town and uh, many other towns as well and throughout the world. This is the last great worldwide revival. You know what happened in the state of Oklahoma at a university? 60,000 people came to worship Lord Jesus Christ. 60,000 from one university, Oklahoma, came together, and this is going to catch on and catch on like it did in the Asbury Revival. I'm telling you, there's going to be worldwide revival, and with it, blessings, blessings of God, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Oh, awesome. But before I give this message, you know, I just want to remind you that we will be taking worldwide communion toward the end of the program, and you may want to take a moment to get some bread or cracker and some wine or grape juice and uh, or whatever you'll be using. I had some people take a communion with a, a sweetie and, uh, <laughs> and some grape juice because that was all that there was. So God looks more at the repentant heart than what you have in your hand. And now our program. You know, the weather has been really changing. Have you seen that? My God. Large amounts of rain, flooding in many places, dams breaking in China. Oh, I'm telling you, it's it's going going to be crazy. <laughs> yeah, and um, I just want you to know that uh, before this time, there are going to be signs in both the heavens and the earth, and Jesus foretold of the events to come to his disciples. And they were sitting on the Mount of Olives. Yes, they were. And I want you to know that he shared the things that were to come. Well, I'm telling you that uh, it's exciting that he took the time and... uh, I'm telling you, it's exciting beyond all imagination. And uh, I tell you, it'll become contagious and it'll spread to others who are seeing that they too are going through a storm, not stuck in it. 
You know that? Victory over victory, <laughs> or victory after victory, uh, will continue. And some people will want to know and want to have what you have. What do you have? Anxiety? Depression? No. No, that's the talk of the enemy. So um, some people will want what you have. And what do you have? The promises of God. Does that show on your face? And this continues on, and they will find the Lord Jesus Christ because they want what you have. And uh, what they want is the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Oh, my God, it's spreading. It's spreading. What's happening? Yeah, you're right. Revival is breaking out and breaking and spreading like lava. <laughs> a little tongue-tied there. It'll be spreading like wildfire. And who did this? The Lord. And you did it. And now others are doing it. And yes, revival is spreading from heaven. And it must be like the light of the little brush fires popping up all over the country and all over the world. Yes. Yes. And these are going to be helping those who are going through a similar storm and struggle. Yeah. You'll be able to help them go through it, and that's God's plan. One of my favorite phrases is, been there, done that. <laughs> oh, I never knew. You know, you see, we are all having, you know, uh, learning to how to overcome overcome our tribulations and the next time it takes less time to overcome because we've been there <laughs> and we've done that you know the enemy Satan wants you to give up to quit trying because he knows you can do it how about that and he knows you are God, you are waiting on God. And then he will help you as he's helped others. But what he needs is patience and, and belief in the promises of God. There are only 33,000 in that black book that hangs up on the bookshelf in your in your home. You know, the one that you didn't take down, but it's a good book and it looks almost new. Yeah. Well, when you have that breakthrough, 
you're going to become victorious, and that book is coming down. Yeah, as you see your fierce determination and love of the Lord. You say, I don't have fierce determination. Well, then you don't know the love of the Lord for you. And he's going to fulfill his call in your life, which is called destiny. You know, I am saddened when I think about it, uh, about people that have been aborted. They never knew their true calling. They never had that destiny realized and fulfilled. Oh, my God. When you you terminate a pregnancy, that child will never know the call that was on their life, their destiny. And do you know that if you're about to abort, or giving serious thought to it, go have a imagery of the child within you. You will see a life. It's not just a piece of flesh. That's the lie of the enemy. Yes, you need to know there is a child living within you, waiting for the breaking out into the light, and the light will be the beginning of their call that God has on them, that he purposed in his heart, even in Psalm 139, it has this to say, Thine eyes have seen my unformed substance, and in thy book they were all written, the days that were ordained for me, when as yet there was not one of them. You see, to those who were planning an abortion, that's your child's life. And and let me go to, that was verse 16 in Psalm 139. And let me go to, to uh, number 23 here. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts. Do you have anxious thoughts? Well, he knows each one of them. And see if there be any hurtful way in me and lead me in the everlasting way. You see, he's trying to guide you if you'd only listen. You know, it says in Psalm 34, and I'm sorry to be uh, I. Uh, a commenter on these verses 
And so many times I put too many in, but I'm in love with the Word of God. Imagine Psalm 34, verses 17 and 18. What is it? Oh, I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) Oh, you want me to. All right. Ah, the righteous cry, and the Lord heard and delivered them out of their troubles. You see that? He's there waiting to help you. If only you would listen. And then he goes on to say, The Lord is near to the brokenhearted. Are you brokenhearted? And he then says, And saves those who are crushed in spirit. Oh, my God. He knows what you're going through. He knows the decisions the enemy is trying to put on you. Oh, no way, Jose. No, no, Satan. There are promises in, in the black book called the Bible that stands at the end of the shelf. Yes. And what does he say? The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. My God, my God. And this is this is like awesome revelation. All right. Well I I'm telling you I can't <laughs> Go on for hours, but, uh, you know, God's advice for some, uh, they're missing out in the blessing and walking on water. How about that? Uh, Peter never did that before. Do you know of anybody who's been walking on water? And our fear has robbed us of our blessing. For others, it's a thinking with a mob psychology. You know, whatever anyone agrees to, I'll go along. Stop it. Stop it. You're a child of God, and if you're not, you're supposed to be. You must choose to be different and to do the impossible when led of the Lord as Peter had to when the local officials were collecting two drachma tax for Peter and Jesus. Now, Peter was a fisherman. You know you had to bait the hook in order to catch a fish. But he wasn't he wasn't fishing today as he normally did. And what did it say in Matthew seventeen twenty seven? Jesus told Peter 
go to the sea, throw in the hook, and take the first fish that comes up. How did Jesus know that? Well, he then went on to say to Peter, open its mouth, and you will find a stater, a coin. Take that and give it to them, for you and me, our tax has been paid. You got taxes that are overdue? Well, you got to turn to the right source. And, uh, you know, Peter had a decision to make, being a fisherman. Do as he was told or do what he knew he had to do. If you're to fish with a hook, use bait on the hook. And everyone knows that. Where was Peter? He was listening to the Son of God. So he put his wisdom and his experience and his opinions aside and did. You know what? It's it's like uh, dying to self and letting the Lord lead. It sounds like seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Is that scripture? Yeah. Yeah. Matthew 6.33. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. After all, he's in control, and the author and the finisher of our lives. You know, that's if uh, <laughs> you let him, and he'll train you up for what is coming. Trouble is, is that you have the anxiety because you don't have the knowledge, and you never sought him. Yeah, sad. He needs you to listen. And he needs you to be obedient. But uh, the question is, do you have the faith to believe? You know, on the first day of his resurrection, Jesus came to the disciples in the evening, showing his hands. And the side, which had uh, been pierced by a, a, a sword, uh, a, 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 a not a sword, but by a, a, a piercing spear item. Spear. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening, my son. And uh, he. Uh, he showed his hands and his side to those assembled, but you know what? Thomas wasn't there. 
Now, all the other disciples were there, except Judas Iscariot, who uh, had committed suicide because of he'd gone against the Lord. And when Thomas learned of the episode, he had but one thing to say. And this is what I hear out in the field. Unless I shall see in his hands the imprint of the nails and and put my fingers into the place of the nails and put my hand in his side, I will not believe. You what? Unless I shall see in his hands the imprint of the nails and put my fingers in the place of the nails and put my hand in his side, I will not believe. Well, another thing is seeing is believing. Now, that was his decision. Is that yours? And although he had walked, eaten, and slept, and served with the 12 disciples, that was Thomas. He had known Jesus personally. He chose not to believe. Where are you? Are you believing that which you're hearing? Or are you letting the Satan's commentary cause you to pull away and not believe. Well, Thomas, he chose not to believe, and to this day, we hear the statement, don't be a doubting Thomas. (laughs) Well, I think that's where it came from. And uh, eight days later, Jesus returns to his disciples, and guess what? Thomas is there. So Jesus said to Thomas, Reach here your finger and see my hands, and reach here your hand and put it into my side, and do not but unbelieving, but believing. And what did Thomas say? Oh, his words came to haunt him. And Thomas answered and said, My Lord and my God. You know, seeing is believing, but it's another place where we have to go. And that's to trust him even when we don't see him. Thomas had made a decision to believe based on what he saw, but Jesus continued saying, because you've seen me, have you believed? That's for some people out there. Blessed are they who did not see and yet believed. And many other signs, therefore, Jesus also performed in the presence of his disciples which are not written in the book. You you mean that there's something out there that 
that has all those various things now? No books could contain the number of miracles, signs, and wonders that Jesus did. You got just a smattering, a tiny taste of the Lord Jesus Christ and what he did. So it's your decision, you know, and I'll tell you what, it's your decision to believe or not to believe, and that he is Lord of your life. Well, you never made that decision? Well, I tell you, the the awesome situation of not believing in Christ gives you the chance to live a living hell. Now, is that worth it? You know, it's your decision to believe or not to believe. And that he is, as you would say, the Lord of your life. If you will but let him. But you're going to have to put everything aside that which limits your thinking and your response to him. And you know what? God doesn't need your wisdom. He doesn't need your experience, your ability. What he needs is obedience and your availability. Oh, availability? Yeah. Look how Jesus appeared to Peter on the Sea of Galilee. As reported in the book of John 21. Well, you can read it, John 21. And you will find a catch. Wait a minute. Peter is a fisherman. He has fished the Sea of Galilee for many years. He comes from a fishing family. And he knows every cove, every landing, every seaside village, every good fishing area like the back of his hand. Don't tell him how to fish. Where to throw his nets and please, no, placing your nets on the other side of the boat creates no new fishing grounds. Are you kidding? It's the same area. Oh, just the other side of the boat, but Peter had a decision to make. Just like you have a decision to make tonight or today. Rely on his experience that Peter had that choice, his expertise, his knowledge, and listen to the Lord telling him to do an insane thing 
like casting nets on the other side of the boat. But Peter had a decision, and he followed the leading of the Lord. Well, today and tonight, you got a chance of a leading of the Lord or follow the steps of Satan, which lives to a living hell. And uh, Peter, he followed the leading of the Lord. How will you lead today? Peter died to self. Oh, you're kidding. He died to self and was obedient and certainly was available. So let's see what happened as we read verse 6. They cast therefore, and then they were not able to haul it in. What? Haul what in? The fish! Because of the great number of fish. 153 in all. And a decision that paid off and more fish than they had ever caught at one time. And yet the nets were not torn. Well, let's read on. And John 21, 7 and 9 says, Dragging the nets full of fish, uh, the focus, <laughs> the catch, Certainly a very good day's wages. Yeah. After a night of endless work, you see, after a night of endless work. Ever had one of those? And now they were determined to finish a job. But let's read on in nine in fourteen, nine to fourteen. And after he raised after he was raised from the dead. There's a lesson to be learned here. Sometimes God lets us struggle. Oh, no. You mean the anxiety, the depression, the thoughts of suicide? Well, who are you going to listen to? What if there was light at the end of the tunnel? What if there was a, a season of eternal life and you bought in to the throes of the enemy? Huh, God. Sometimes God lets us struggle to teach us that despite our own skill and our experience, and sometimes we, we say we know some problems can't be solved by planning and trying to figure it out using our wisdom and experience. I think a lot of us are there. Instead, they are resolved. Not by might, not by power, but by my 
Spirit, says the Lord of hosts. You see, he's there, even when you can't see him. Ask yourself, do I even remember his promise? Matthew twenty-eight twenty. That's right, Matthew twenty-eight twenty. And lo, this is the Lord, I will be with you always to the end of the age. You know what? There's a lot of decisions in our lives, and uh, we just haven't done the right things at the right time for the right reason. Some people have sold out to Satan for success, for money, for being billionaires. And our radio and television programs are talking about the sound of freedom. Do you have freedom? No, you don't. And that's why the pain. And uh, I I think about the one scripture in uh, the where the Lord says, if what, if if what, if my people, which are called by my name, shall do what, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Apparently he knows you. Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and do what? And I will heal their land. Second Chronicles 7.14 Yes, that's in the Old Testament. Well, I'm telling you, sometimes in our walk with the Lord, if you do that, you will make a decision to listen. And you know what you'll see? You'll see the glory of the Lord, and you will understand things you'd never understood before. Why? Because you sought the Lord, and you sought his revelation, his answer. You know, as you acquire the mind of Christ. Oh, this is uh, a mind of Christ. How do I do that? I mean, you don't know what I did. He's going to toss me like a bad bad piece of meat. No, he isn't. He's going to say to you in John 3, and he does this, 
and he says in John 3, verse 15, and then Jesus said that whoever believes may in him have eternal life. Yeah, but you don't know what I did. Yes, he knows what you did, every single thing. You see, all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So where are you different? We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But Jesus says that whoever believes may in him have eternal life. Who's him? His son. For it goes on to say in verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. What is his name? Jesus Christ. Yeah, of Nazareth. That whoever believes in him should not, what? Perish. But have what? Eternal life. You know, I never realized that going to church, and I went to many churches. Most of my friends were Catholic or Presbyterian (laughs) in my class at school. But I remember, I don't remember ever hearing this. And this is John 3, 17, and, of course, the verse 16 that I read. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, should not perish, but have eternal life. But it goes on. And it says, few remember the verse that follows, and that's my words. For God did not send the Son into the world to judge it. Or to judge the world, but that the world should be, what? Saved through him. Now that's a word that you might know. You might not know about eternal life, but that the world should be saved through him. Well, how would I do that? Well, Romans 10, 9 and 10 tells you that if you confess with your mouth, oh, with your mouth? Yes. Jesus says, Lord, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Ah, it goes on to say, for with a heart man believes. All right? So there's got to be a change of heart, resulting in righteousness, and with a mouth he confesses resulting in salvation. 
when was the last time that you invited Jesus into your heart because he was the only begotten Son of God? You did. You never have? Well, this is the time. This is the most important decision of your life. That's right. The most important decision of your life. It's not by any accident that you tuned in to Omega Man Radio today because this is the first day of the rest of your life if you confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Well, how do I do that? You just open your heart, and with a, a heart of response, you say these words, say them with me. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe you are the Son of the living God. that you died on the cross for my sins and that conquering death you rose again on the third day to sit on the right side of God the Father the creator of the universe of my own free will, I open my heart and invite you in to be the Lord of my life. And I will spend the rest of my life serving you and preparing the time of your return. And I ask you to cleanse me of my past sin that will be remembered no more. Lord Jesus, I love you. And I invite you into my heart to be my Lord and my Savior. (laughs) He's been waiting, waiting so long for you to say those words. And this is the most uh, moment in your life. There will be no other moment in your life that will be as important as the decision that you have just made. Oh my God, it's awesome. You're awesome and will be awesome because you will take direction like Peter did even though you have great wisdom and authority 
and knowledge and experience and put it all down and say, Yes, Lord, lead me. Lead me, Lord, and I will say, Yes, Lord, I will go. Amen. Well, I tell you what, we talked, or maybe didn't talk, I got carried away as the Lord and the Holy Spirit was leading me in this new direction that I had not planned. How much do I know? Not as much as the Holy Spirit knows, and he led me kind of uh, hesitantly. He led me lead you. And now we're brothers and in the Lord. Or sisters and brothers in the Lord. And so on the I'd like to uh, share with you another scripture and uh, sorry about that. <laughs> you could have read it yourself, but I'm I'm going to tell you that uh in 1 Corinthians 11, it says in verse 23 through 26, The Lord Jesus, in the night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us take the bread and break it. Let us take the bread together, or whatever you have, with a repentant heart. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. I uh, want to share with you just a moment that when Peter, excuse me, when Jesus um, took the stripes on his back, there were 39 stripes that he took before he went to the cross to give his life for you. Interesting, there are 39 diseases known at that time. And uh, in Isaiah, years and years before, 700 years before, he spoke that by his stripes you are healed. I take daily communion and I have not had a single disease in eight years. How about that? Try it yourself and say, Lord, I'm believing that by your stripes I am healed. Okay, and in the same way he took the cup at the supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant 
in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it, drink it, excuse me, in remembrance of me, for as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes, and he's preparing you now, today, for his return. Amen. Let's take it now. Thank you, Lord. It's your blood that covers my sins that are remembered no more, washed clean in the blood of the Lamb. I have eternal life because I've invited Jesus into my heart of my own free will. Amen. Oh, my God, this is wonderful. And you know what? You don't have religion. You have a relationship. You have a relationship. And the Lord Jesus Christ wants you to know that. And uh, I want you to know that. And... uh, I want you to know that uh, he has a a thing for you to know, and uh, it comes from Psalm 91. There's another psalm that I, I want you to know, just a portion of the whole psalm is important. Because he's going to save you from the deadly pestilence that Starks and uh, <laughs> stalks, Starks, uh, stalks you in, in darkness. And uh, it won't approach you and no evil will be, befall you nor any plague to come near your dwelling. And here's what the Lord has to say. And this is in Psalm 91. The Lord says, because, because he has loved me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him securely on high. Where's the anxiety? Where's the depression and suicidal tendencies of the enemy? So we don't talk about that. We talk about the Lord. The Lord says, because he has loved me, therefore I will deliver him, and I will set him securely on high. Because what? Because he has known my name. He will call upon me, yes, 
and I will answer him. What? I will answer him, and I will be with him in trouble. No, kid, no, it doesn't say that. I will answer him, and I will be with him in trouble. I will, what? Rescue him. What do you need right now? Arrest you. You're in trouble. I will be with him in trouble, and I will rescue him and honor him with a long life. I will satisfy him. Oh, my God. And let him behold my salvation. Well, this has been a day that I didn't plan. Good word today, Brother Gary. <laughs> well, when the Holy Spirit's in charge, it's uh, a little different to, to follow, but uh, I did follow the Lord's leading, and uh, I had to walk my talk today. What would you like to title this for the archive today? That's a hard one, but I think it's... No more negative in my life. Awesome, I love it. Brother Gary, uh, give out your contact information. How do people reach you in your ministry? Uh, yeah, JustInTimeMinistries.com has everything you need to know. And I want to tell you, share it with others. Share this message of Omega Man Radio with others. It's going to set the captives free. And truth will be realized for the first time in some people's lives. And they will know the, the plan of God. Amen. Amen. My friend, thank you for coming on today. Great word. Uh, we'll see you next week. We love you. Yeah, well, before we go, uh, we praying, praying. Uh, Shannon, you need, you need a healing touch. You need a healing touch right now and the fullness of God's grace and mercy as the Lord now brings healing to your throat, your voice, your lungs, and Lord, I I thank you that that infinite grace and mercy of communion taken daily will bring forth not a single other indication that comes upon him in his life. Thank you for your healing touch of Shannon Ray Davis.
thank you for his commitment to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I received that. Thank you, Brother Gary. We love you. Okay, bro. God bless you. Love you. Thank you, sir. Folks, stand by. We're going to get John Terrell on. And we're dialing now. Stand by. 